series because you need to be dialed in to God's voice. You need to hear clearly. You need to follow strongly the convictions of the Holy Spirit of when God is leading you and where he is leading you in life. Some people have an idea of God. They have a relationship with God where he's, where he's distant, far away. And really, you know, if they were to tell you about creation, they're like, man, God just spun the world into being and took off. And he's just relaxing with his feet kicked up watching, I don't know, Sports Center. You know, just taking it easy. We believe God is actively involved in each and every one of our lives. We believe that he's orchestrating our steps. And I personally believe that he's always speaking. Last week, I highlighted the need for us to slow down. A lot of times, we're just so busy. We're so fast. Our schedule is overloaded. And in Psalm 46.10, it gives us an invitation. It says, be still. You to think about that. Be still and know that I am God. So I challenged you last week to be still. Hopefully, you, you made a point. But here's the good news. It's not too late. You can be still this week, too. All right? The opportunity still stands. Today, though, I'm going to talk about the power of Scripture and having God's Word hear the Scriptures in your life. It's important. Psalm 119, verse 105, it says this, Thy Word. I had to go King James Version on us, okay? Thy Word is a lamp under my feet. And a light under my path. Thy word. God's word. In the Holy Scriptures, it is a light unto my path. In pastoral ministry, not even in ministry, just in life, I have the privilege of meeting so many different people in so many different walks of life, facing so many different seasons of life. And they're taking cues from somewhere. I want you to think about that. You're making decisions from somewhere. You may think, no, I make my own decisions. Oh, okay. Sure you do. (laughs) Me too. Nobody makes a decision or has a thought independently. Right? We're we're, we're taking our cues from somewhere. Sometimes it's, it's just good advice. There is good advice out there. Sometimes we're taking cues, a lot of the times we're taking cues from our family of origin or the lack of our family of origin. It's a lot of times kicking around in our subconscious, but we operate, we just, we just make you see, hey, I got a bit of an anger problem. It's, it's just who I am. Lie. It's not who you were created to be. Sometimes we make decisions based solely on money. Like, man, it's a, it's, it's a promotion. It's more money. It's, it's, and so... Sometimes we make family decisions based on how our parents operated. This is intentional, all right? That was intentional, all right? All right. There we go. All right. So, now it's great. It'll take you five minutes to get you back. No, I'm kidding. I want you to think about it. We're, We're taking cues from all sorts of ways, decisions we make how we're being formed, how we think about the future. There's so many different stories. I was thinking about this as I was preparing for the message today. and Just, uh, uh, yes, getting in God's word, but also sometimes it's important 
as you speak, just to give thought to it. And up until this point, a story is being written of your life and in your life. And I think you could probably look at different seasons of my life and you could find different uh, intercepts, if you will, different points of connection, different influences along the ways of life. Part of the reason for this series, why we want to share this series, is so important for us to be cultivating a lifestyle of living in the frequency of God. You don't have to live confused. You don't have to live dumbfounded and not know answers or not know how to move forward. I wholeheartedly believe that God has a frequency. He is speaking to you. And one of the things I, I, along the the years, I can almost take it for granted now. Because I remember surrendering my life at seven years, 33 years ago, surrendering my life. And man, we grew up in a home. I grew up in a home where we used to have these little, little cards. And before every meal, one of us would get to read one of the verses in the cards. And it was just a small little verse. And then we would pray and then we would devour our food. Talk about the day. But I grew up where the word of God was, was with us almost every day. Grew up and, 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 and read the scriptures, had the scriptures read to me. And, you know, of course, like everybody, go through a bit of a wrestling match, a beginning of testing part of it. But I think what's so important for you is to allow God to speak through his word and to, to hear his voice and to know his ways and not just to live it or leave it to happen chance. There's a lot of good advice out there, but I'll, I'll put this to you. I believe that this is far greater than just good advice. A lot of times I heard, I'll, I'll quote a tweet to you, okay? It's from Dr. Tony Evans. I just thought it was awesome. Dr. Tony Evans, an incredible, incredible pastor and communicator. And he says, a lot of times people want Jesus to be their life coach. They want God just to be another life coach, a voice in their life. The reality is, he wants to be your God. (laughs) He doesn't want to be one among many. He wants to be God in your life. And I believe one of the things that happens for us as we mature in our faith, as we grow, is we read God's word. We grow in God's word. So I want to, I want to shift gears for a brief moment, talk about the scripture. So like what, 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 what is the Bible? I don't have time to cover that in the remaining moments we have completely, but I want to speak about three things that the Bible is. First, the Bible is story. Second, I'll talk about the Bible is instruction. And then third, I want to talk briefly about how the Bible is revelation. All right, so the scripture. So first off, you can't miss this. The Bible is story. And I don't say this in a casual sense. I don't say this in a relaxed, yeah, the Bible's just, no, the, the Bible is a collection of stories. Here's, here's what I say. The scriptures are God's story and the story of his people. They culminate in the New Testament with the coming of Christ, with Jesus, who we believe to be the Messiah. Humanity's journey, listen, humanity's journey is created in the image of God, follows the story of their departure from their identity, right? You're familiar with Adam and Eve? You could sum up Adam and Eve as it's it's a departing, it's a moving away. It's the following the deceit of the enemy, moving away from their God-given 
identity. Pain and suffering, if you haven't read Genesis, you need to. Pain and suffering involved in that decision. And here's the kicker, God's deliverance and redemption for them. Taking them what would culminate in slavery to the Egyptians and lead them into the promised land. And we're only five books into the Bible at that point. It's incredible, but the Bible is story. Now, I'll be honest, as a teenager, I, I just kind of took the story side for granted. But in my, in my study now and in my relationship with the Lord now, uh, it's kind of painful, but I see the Bible as a bit of a mirror to my own life. That every time I read a Bible character, you know, when I was in my 20s and knew it all, I just would be able to pick apart everybody else as I read these Bible stories. You know, like, well, there's Delilah. <laughs> there's Jezebel. You know, I'm reading the stories of the Bible. Oh, there's David again. There's Jacob. And now that I read it, I'm like, ooh, I got a little bit of Jacob in me. Ooh, I, I, I feel like I've got to strive. I feel like I've got to earn. I feel like if I'm not careful, I'm going to deceive. And, and it becomes, the story part has become more alive than ever in my life as I begin to realize. And then I begin to realize part of our journey with God is I see Abraham and Abraham's remarkable story. I know what it's like to have to carry a promise in our life. I look at Abraham. Man, God called him kind of late. You, you almost scratch your head. But it, can I tell you what it speaks into is that God sees you. God doesn't want to call you to live convenient or comfortable. He wants to sometimes uproot us from our comfort and from our settleness and move us in to the promised land he's called for us to be. And all you get is go. Ain't no plan laid out for Abraham except go this way. Looks crazy. But what I see is I see these stories all over. I read the faithfulness of, of Ruth. Remarkable, the faithfulness of Ruth when it looks ridiculous. Why doesn't she just take off like her other sister-in-law, but she remains faithful to Naomi? And the, that faithfulness culminates in a, in a marriage to Boaz. And through that line, we get King David. And through King David's line, we get the Messiah himself. All wrapped up in story. But here's what's crazy. If we don't make time for the story, we don't get to hear the story in and of our life. And, and I see the story playing out. It's pivotal. It's a pivotal part. So I, I, I said, when I answer, what is the Bible? Well, I see two parts predominantly. And I don't, I, I use the term the Old Testament. It's not my favorite. Because old, typically people don't love that as a term when it comes to the scriptures. So they think Old Testament. And here's what we immediately think. Oh, that's old. I don't need it. And we think New Testament, that's all I need. When the reality is, no, 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 no. There's two incredible stories taking place. I like to call it the First Testament. So it's the First Testament. This is where the God story gets going. Begins in creation. Then the creation of, of the earth. And then the order out of disorder. And then God creates man and woman in his image. Remarkable. Can I tell you, when you begin to let the story wash over your life, it gives you perspective. Can I tell you, just even that little thought, created in the image of God. There's a lot of cultural agendas right now trying to tell you who you are. And they're a lie many times from the pit of hell. 
But if you aren't rooted in story, if you're not rooted in the power of God's word and that it's not uh, uh, just to be taken flippantly, but you begin to recite it, begin to meditate on it, begin to let it read you, it strengthens your relationship with God. You get dialed in to his frequency. I mean, just take for, let's not take, we do take them for granted, but just think with me about the first 10 commandments. How much easier, let's, let's just be real, how much easier would it be in your life if everybody was living by the 10 commandments? I mean, could you imagine Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, everything would be bankrupt. If culture just abided by the Ten Commandments. I mean, what a fast way to kill all our favorite TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bummer. It'd be less entertaining, wouldn't it? But I, I just think about it. I think about these stories and they speak. And I, and I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. There's not a person in here who, who has never had a moment where I just, man, I just, I don't really feel like reading the Bible. Can I tell you, as a pastor... All right, I'll just say it. I don't always feel like reading the Bible. <gasps> You're in good company. Because here's the deal. Thank God every decision in your life isn't made on feelings, somebody. Because I could promise you, you wouldn't be here on a Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Because we don't feel like it. But what do we know? We know it's in important and the story side of things is is so important so the first testament this old testament here's how i frame it it's the journey of god's people from creation through exile god's people tragically decided to follow other gods and other idols god leads them in redemption Brings them into the promised land. And then because of their own choices, he gives them over to their own choices. And their choices were idols, idol worship. And part of God's saving mission in their life was to uproot them and move them away so they could grow, get perspective, and be healed. And then move back into the promised land. So the Old Testament, I know it can be intimidating at sometimes, like, don't start in Leviticus, somebody. Enjoy Genesis, enjoy Exodus, get to Leviticus, it's pretty entertaining. But God's doing something remarkable for the people, he's giving them rules. Because we need parameters, God's word leads us to life. The New Testament, now this is the announcement of the good news of the Messiah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the announcement of Jesus. Just spend some time, if you're new to the faith, spend some time reading about Jesus. Seeing how he treated people. If you need a vision for your life, read the Gospels and say, God, help me be like Christ. That'll keep you plenty busy for a couple decades at least. Trying to treat people with peace and love and grace. And at the same time, worshiping God, not falling for the deceit of the enemy. Come on. And in the New Testament, this announcement of the good news. The early church, we get in the book of Acts. We get the early church movement. 
People on fire and passionate for God. And then how to sustain that passion for God. Go figure, prayer and scripture. Whoa! A little bit of fasting in between. It's remarkable. And then the letters to the early church. Letters to the early church. Most of the New Testament isn't actually story. Most of the New Testament are letters on how to live this way out. A couple other areas and then we'll close. We've got the story. I cannot express that enough. The story of God's people is remarkable. I love it. Sometimes I just read. Sometimes I'll just read the Old Testament and just sit and let the words speak to my mind. Speak to my heart. Begin to think about how some things are playing out in my life, some mistakes I've made, and see the faithfulness, the goodness, and the love of God. Sometimes I just spend time in Exodus where it talks about God reveals his character to Moses. And Moses shares the character with the people of God. It just does something for our life. It's more than just, again, Words on a page. It's the story of our God. And, and so I, I, I don't want to just pivot. We need to move on. But for some of you, your challenge today may be to read God's story again. You know, one of the tragedies of life is we, we stop learning. One of the difficulties of life is we don't pivot into pride. We don't slide there easily. But many times we just think we know it all. The spirit of the age says, be, you be you. Come on. You ever use that term? Yeah. A couple of us, right? It's just, hey, you be you. You do you. Anybody ever told you that? You do you, girl. You do you, bro. <laughs> Guys don't really use it. My, my girls use it, all right? I use it on occasion. But, but it's kind of like you do you. And what are they saying? Just, just do what feels good. Just do what's right for you. Be careful <laughs> what that looks like. Some of you tried being you, and uh, we all like you better now, okay? Um, so, all right, um, the story of God. The second area, I've got to move. I've got to really go quickly here is instruction. Most of us do approach God's word instruction. I intentionally didn't start with it being instruction. This is the quickest way to slide into religion. And forsake relationship. But it must be said that God, through his word, has given us instructions for living. And my thought here is here's one of the temptations. I especially see this when people are new in their faith. I've been new in my faith. I've been there. And occasionally I still have what I'm about to say. The key is not just to always use the phrase, well, I need to pray about it. I'm just, I'm praying about, I'm taking a season to think and pray about it. I encourage you to do that. But when God's word has clearly laid out how you are called to live and treat others, I just hate to say it, you don't need to pray about it. You don't even really need to think about it. And so my thought is, in this instruction portion, am I to pray or am I to obey? Am I to pray or am I to obey? So in that incredible story we read of God and his people, God delivers them out of Egypt, sets them free, changes the game, trans transforms them. Miracles, signs and wonders. Everybody's just like, whoa, 
This is amazing. And then the wilderness before the promised land. And then they're on the cusp of entering into the promised land. And here's what God says to Joshua. Be strong and very courageous. Joshua 1, 7 and 9. But here's the unfun part. Here's the part where we check our feelings at the door, where we check our cultural norms at the door, where we pledge our allegiance to Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords, despite what we feel like. Joshua gives perhaps the greatest words of life Israel had ever heard. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, everybody say then. You will be prosperous and successful. It's not really a great plan for get rich quick. (laughs) For $19.99. No, Joshua, here's what God, God does. God says, look, I haven't made you as robots. I want you to be able to choose. But here's what I want to command you. If you want to live successful and prosperous, not according to the world's standards, but to know the abundant life that Jesus gives us. He said, keep my law before you. Keep my ways before you. So Kelly and I, early days especially of marriage, man, we didn't really have to kick it around a lot about our finances because God's word has so much to say about our finances. We didn't, we didn't have to come up with excuses. We didn't have to like, no, wait, God's word's clear. We didn't, we didn't even, in our relationship, we knew there were, there were parameters, God's word. We wanted to yield to God's word. We know about our future, God's word. We want to yield to God's word. How to treat one another, how to treat our children. Do we mess up? Absolutely. But if you read the story carefully from the very beginning of the Bible, don't misunderstand. When you hear God's law, don't, don't, some, some preachers have gone away where they say grace isn't really wrapped up. Grace is in the New Testament. That's a lie. Grace is all up on every single page. Genesis 1, when Adam and Eve fell, what's God doing? Drawing close. What's Adam and Eve doing? Hiding. That's the picture of our God. All throughout, we see. All throughout. And so, yes, maybe we make mistakes. Yes, we've got to move forward. But dialing into the frequency of God's word will change the game of life, relationships, friendships, workplace. It begins to change dramatically when we spend time dialing in, dialing in to the frequency of God's word. Final part here, right? So story, instruction. Then this third part, I, I, I talk about revelation. I'm not going to be talking about the book of Revelation. We don't do that a ton around here. But revelation, a word in season. I do have to say this. The scriptures 
hold a supernatural element to them. As people approach God's word with humility, with the intention of dialing in to the frequency of God, with a sensitivity to the spirit, the scriptures have penetrated and pierced their heart in profound ways. There are highlights all throughout my Bible. And all throughout my Bible app. (laughs) God isn't wanting you to read my highlights. He's wanting you and him to have some highlights. He's wanting you and him to taste and see that he is good. Part of your journey and responsibility as a follower of Christ, if you're a follower of Christ, is to take up God's word and to read it, to begin to lean into it. There's one thing to hear a pastor, for example, talk about forgiveness and the seed and root of bitterness in one's life. But there's something all entirely different for you to be reading the story of how when Jesus' closest disciple came up to him and said, hey, How many times do I have to forgive these people? And he's mapping it out. 49 times? And Jesus is like, no, 490 times infinity, basically. Every time. And then you read and you look in Peter's own life of how bitterness could have taken root. That's a journey for you and God. And I think, again, I shared this last week a little bit. One of the dangers in the society we're in I'm a pastor, and here's what I don't believe. Our culture's become so sinful. I personally believe followers of Christ have become so distracted. Just a personal conviction. Because if you read the pages of Scripture, the culture around us, what are our expectations? They don't know God. But I think sometimes in our walk with God, we just set the bar so low. We just just think it's all going to hit us like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Like we're going to get the plug in from the back and wake up. Whoa, I know (laughs) jujitsu. Scripture doesn't work that way. I wish it did. I wish you could come over. We're going to have a prayer team to my right and to my left in a minute. I wish they could just pray over. You know the Bible. Amen. And you're like, yes. And then it was good. <laughs> I'm like, God, that's a question for you when we get there, man. You, you could have made it. You could have made it. But, but here's God is God is to be discovered. Your relationship with God is to be discovered. And so I want to encourage you. God's word will change the game. His story will change the game of your life. Perhaps the, the, the message for you in this frequency series is get in the word again. And, and maybe look at it from a different lens. Maybe just read the stories to let them speak to your heart. For some of you, maybe it's, it's to read the Bible as instruction. Again, I remember this spring I was reading Ephesians and 1 Peter, and I was convicted on some things. I'm like, that's good. Thank you, Lord, again for your instruction. But then, never forget that the Bible's revelation. Listen, 
around these parts, around this church, when you say, man, God spoke to me, we don't look at you like cray, cray, cray. We want God to speak to you. We want God to give you a dream. We want God to give you a vision. We want God to, to give you a, a word from his scripture for you. And it can transform our lives. That's it. Let's pray. 